So then I come along and I want to become a real estate investor, right? So I go to the bank and I'm like, hey, I found this awesome place that I want to buy. And they ran my credit and said, you don't have any credit. Are you looking to create more money, more options, and more fun? Hi, I'm Chris McCarron. And each week, my guests and I will share our experiences with real estate investing and do our best to help empower you to start creating wealth yourself. Welcome to Women Creating Wealth. If you're ready to get started, visit womencreatingwealth.net. For now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, wealthy women. I hope you're having a fantastic week. Today, I want to talk about your credit score. So what if you're a person who knows that they're going to be a fantastic real estate investor and you're so excited to get started, but the fact is you're young and you really don't have any credit and you go talk to a bank and they're like, I don't think so. So that's what happened to me. When I was young, my family was like, nobody ever talked to me about credit, credit cards, nothing. It was cash. Cash is king. You don't want to owe anybody any money, right? That's That was their philosophy. They were proud of the fact that they did not have credit cards. Now, clearly this was years ago, many years ago when you could actually get through life oftentimes without a credit card. My family didn't travel, so it's not like they needed to rent a car or anything like that. So they just didn't have any credit anywhere. And they were very happy about that. So then I come along and I want to become a real estate investor, right? So I go to the bank and I'm like, hey, I found this awesome place that I want to buy. And they ran my credit and said, you don't have any credit. And I'm like, no, because I don't have any debt because I pay cash for everything. Isn't that great? And they're like, no. How do we know that we're going to lend you this money and that you're ever going to pay us back? So they just were like, no way. We're not giving you the money. Don't let this happen to you because it sucks, right? I lost that house. I didn't get a chance to buy that house. I missed out on that opportunity. And it took me months to even figure out what the heck they were talking about, you know, this was before the internet, if you can imagine a time before the internet, before you could just talk to your phone and find out what you needed to know. I, I'm like, what's a credit score? How do I get this? What's going on? All kinds of crapola. And I do not want you to have to spend months of your own trying to figure out the stuff that, of course, you could probably just Google it. But isn't it more fun to have me tell you all about it? So here are some things that you can do as a young person to start to build your credit. If you've got like zero, or if you're new to the country, you just moved to the States and you're like, credit score, what are you talking about? Right. And I noticed for myself, when I'm working as a real estate agent with a client who's new to the United States, or maybe who isn't new to the United States, but who has lived here for a while, but isn't originally from the States. A lot of times, a lot of their money is like in a jar in the backyard or it's under the mattress or right. I mean, the idea is that they like the cash, right? They've got that same concept. Cash is king. And then they show up for the bank. They show up to the bank to buy a house and they're like, oh, here's all the money. They're like, no, we don't want cash. We need to know where this came from. You need to have season funds. And there's another, uh, there's a great article on my blog that talks about season funds, but we're not going to talk about that today. What we're going to talk about is how do you build credit as a new credit person? as a person with zero credit, because that's what happens when you run the credit of someone who doesn't have any credit, you just get these two dashes or three dashes. So instead of saying, oh, I have bad credit, you actually have zero, you have nothing, no credit whatsoever. So how can you get some? The first thing you can do is you can get what they call a secured credit card. 
And basically it's secured with your money. <laughs> so you give the bank a thousand dollars and they give you a credit card for a thousand dollars with a thousand dollar credit limit. Oh, great. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Right. You've got basically you don't have any new buying power that you didn't have before, but what you do have is an opportunity to grow your credit. So They've got your $1,000 and you've now got a credit card with a $1,000 balance. So go out and buy something. Don't buy something huge. Don't go like nuts. Buy something for $300 or less. And then at the end of the month, when you get your credit card statement, pay it, pay it off. Don't pay it like right away. You know, you can't, don't just go to Kohl's and like you can do this at Kohl's. They give you a credit card. You buy something for 20 bucks and then you go to the next thing and you give them the 20 bucks. Don't do that. Wait a cycle. Wait for the, wait to get the bill. And then they, when you get the bill and you see how much it is, then you pay it. <clears throat> and then do the same thing again, month after month. After a couple of months, you'll start to build credit and then you can try to apply for a more traditional credit card. The other thing you can do if you are a young person and your parents have good credit, and if your parents have good credit, because it doesn't work if they have crappy credit. If your parents have good credit, ask them if they can make you an authorized user on one of their existing credit cards. So basically they'll just add a card. <clears throat> so it's say, you know, my mom has a, a LL Bean credit card. And then she can say, I want to add an authorized user. And then I'll get an LL Bean credit card and it'll be under her account. So all of a sudden, after a few months, the credit that she has sort of makes its way to my credit score because we're linked together with one credit card account. We each have our own number. The other thing you could do is they have loans that are basically called credit builder loans. And it's very similar to the secured credit card. You show up at the bank, you give them a thousand bucks, they give you, or actually there's another way you can do it. So you, you go to the bank and you say, I want to get a credit builder loan so they say, okay, we're going to give you a loan for $1,000, but it's going to work in reverse, okay? You're going to pay, let's say, $100 a month for 10 months. And at the end of the 10 months, hey, you get your money back. Big deal, right? But it is helping you to build your credit. Now, some of these things actually are going to cost you money. Like say that you get that secured credit card, even though they have your cash, if you don't pay it the first month, if you don't pay it off the first month, you're going to pay interest on your own, even though they've got all the money they need to pay off the card. So you don't want this whole exercise to cost you any more than absolutely necessary. So even when you start applying for credit cards, apply for ones that have a zero fee at the beginning and then pay them off at the end of every month so that you're not taking on a lot of debt just to build a great credit score. Another thing you can do is some utility payments and phone bills get reported to your credit card, to, sorry, to your credit, to the credit reporting agencies. So if you get, for example, if I don't pay my T-Mobile bill, they're going to tell the credit agency, but they don't tell, they don't often tell the credit agency that I paid it already on time. But you can request that and you can also request, there are certain companies that will do that for you, that will like get that information onto your credit score. The same thing with the rent payments. There are third-party companies who will can upload basically up to two years of your rent payments. If they've been on time, you might want to do this. Obviously, if you haven't done it on time, you don't want to put it on there. But if you have... 
you can pay these people. I don't know how much it costs, but you can pay these third-party companies to get out there and to pull your rent history, your rental payment history onto, onto your credit score. And all those things can help. None of these ideas are going to work if you don't practice good credit utilization techniques. So for example, you don't want to charge more than 30% of the of the credit line. So if you've got a $1,000 credit line in any month, you don't want to ever have a balance that's higher than $300. You don't have to pay it all off right away, but just keep it below that $300. Say you choose to pay $100 a month. You can do that, pay $100 a month. The only downside, of course, is that you're going to be paying interest on the unpaid balance. The other thing that you're going to want to do starting now and continuing on for the rest of your life is to monitor your credit score. I, for example, I have a Capital One credit card and I, and they keep track of my credit history and I can just log into my credit card online account and see my credit score. So that's one easy way to do it once you start getting credit cards. You also can request your free credit report and I'll put the link for that into the show notes. You request that and then you can keep an eye on it throughout the month and make sure that nothing weird is getting on there. For example, I once had, I ran my credit report and there was someone else's car payment on my credit report. Why? <laughs> you know, things just get mixed up. Stuff just happens. So keep an eye on it. Make sure that everything on there is yours. If it isn't, dispute it immediately and get it removed. And you you can also write a note. And what happens if you write a note to be included with your credit report? Anybody who runs your credit report will get that note, that letter. And basically in it, you can say, I'm, an, I'm a person who's new to the United States, even though I'm not a, maybe I'm not a young person, but I am new to the United States and I'm working on building my credit but I have these other sorts of references that you can contact or, you know, I'm happy to have you call my landlord or whatever. <clears throat> Anything you do like that helps whoever's pulling your credit to believe that you are interested in having a good credit score and you're a reliable person who's going to pay them back. I hope that this is helpful. Next week, we're going to talk about foreclosed properties, which is like the opposite of good credit but it's from the perspective of purchasing foreclosed properties. And uh, that can be a great way to save some money on your first investment property. So tune in. In the meantime, have a great week. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Women Creating Wealth. For more info, be sure to check out womencreatingwealth.net. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and consider sharing the wealth with someone else who might enjoy it. See you next week.